Welcome in. It's losing sucks again. And I am Dustin Blanton along with my co-host Travis Masterson. Make sure you're following us over uh, on Twitter. Geez, that got out really smooth. At losing sucks. It's always the best part of my day. It's always the best part of my day. Get to talk some football, sit down, uh, just hope and pray that I'm not one week closer to missing the playoffs and absolutely crushing my soul. It's dreadful. It's not, you know, I don't, I have one team this, this year, just one that I'm like absolutely running the table. Like I'm nine and one in that league and the rest of the league, like the closest team is six and four. So it's like, does it, does that one really matter to you? You know, it's like a family league. Um, okay. So yeah, uh, if you run a podcast, you should be your family members. Yeah. So it, it feels good. But like, also, I know that some of these people, like, it's in, a, it's a league that I've been a part of for like the last like five years. Um, gotcha. But yeah, it's, I don't know, like they're they're you know mostly casual and we're having a good time. Like I'm absolutely, this is the one year. Like I, I, it's always the league I reach in. Like I always like at draft night. It's always like the team with the players I never get another draft. Well, this year I'm like no, right? I'm going with my guys in this draft, and I, I'm absolutely just laying waste, and it feels nice. It, it's my pick me up league. Good, good. You you need that one. Uh, unfortunately, with the way things have gone. Yeah. However, things did go really well for us tonight. We're both a pair of Nick Falk owners, and he has 16 mm-hmm. on the night. Way to go, Nick. Um, right before we started recording, Josh Rosen uh, threw a pick six with a minute and 50 seconds left. He pulled and we a said, Rosen, game over. if you will. We said, we said, game over, let's record. Dustin turned his TV off. I did not. <laughs> the very next play, Josh Rosen was picked off again. Now the game is officially over after two picks. That one was not a pick oh. six. Wow, yeah, Josh Rosen. But that is the, uh, that's the Falcons' night summarized right there. They had a really rough mm. time, losing 25-0 to zero to New England. Mac Jones is going to be really good for a long time. I really like what we're dude, seeing from him. Dude's a stud, man. Like, everyone keeps saying, he's like, oh, man, like, I can't believe he's that good. Like, he's a first-round quarterback what do you mean yeah but he looks so composed it's unbelievable so none of the receivers really went off uh born Aguilar got the touchdown but between born myers Aguilar, gage i think Ga- i think russell russell gage had a decent day um in a in a ppr type league yeah. uh gage had five for 49 so that's not great but there will be worse weeks okay. out there. Born four for forty-two. Myers four for thirty-nine. So, I think the biggest yeah, letdown right. for me in this game was Damian Harrison Stevenson. Neither of them went for seventy yards or a score. And then Hunter Henry, who has been really nice, especially in the yeah. touchdown department, goes two for twenty-five with no touchdowns. Lets a lot of people down tonight. Yeah, that's unfortunate, but. Patriots pick up a win. I, I'm going to make a bold statement right now. Um, I think the Patriots are going to make it to the AFC. The final four? Who did they lose to in the final four? Um, I think they're going to lose to the Bills. They get to play the Bills twice in the next five weeks, so they're going to get a lot of tape on each other. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be some good football. I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna. I mean, that's that's a very bold statement. If I, depending on the seeding, obviously, if they face like Buffalo in like the second round, I don't, I don't see them 
obviously losing to Buffalo in the next round. But that this yeah. team, man, it just it feels like a Bill Belichick team. Like it just feels like it really does. He'll control the game, control the pace. If you have a high powered offense, he'll keep the ball away from you. They're just gonna execute. You can put just like a bunch of ragtag dudes out there and he's just gonna get them to execute. And that's watching it is for me, like when I was younger, absolutely hated it. Not my kind of football, not a lot of touchdowns. But just fundamental every yeah. single part of the field is just like you they know exactly what they're doing. It is. It's just their identity is back. So they've got really good running backs, two of them that can just yeah. rotate in and out. Two tight ends that are both yeah. really good. Block are athletic, catch passes, and then they've got a bunch of receivers that are not right. uh prima donna type. If I'm open, hit me. If you miss me, I'm coming right back yeah. to the huddle. What do you need me to do? Block, get open again. It's it's a bunch of guys that just really want the team to do well. So I I'm really liking what we're seeing from yeah. the Patriots. They're fun they've to watch. Two thousand one time. They do. Yeah, they do. That, that that's who they've got. They've got Tom Brady in two thousand. That's what they and that's what they need. So I like it. I like it, man. There are some other things though in the league to talk about, um, especially fantasy, since this is a fantasy football podcast. Do are we saving the big picks for last? Do we save that for the end of the show? Nope. No, we're we're starting it off. A lot of people's favorite part of a meal is an appetizer, so let's knock it out of the park with a great appetizer. All right. Bam. Okay. We're hitting you with little bits of steak as your appetizer. Here we go with the big picks of the week. Travis, I'm gonna start it off. My quarterback big pick of the week is a revenge matchup uh cam newton versus the washington football team this is such an intriguing matchup for me one the narrative cam newton gets to show what you know ron rivera was missing when ron didn't call cam to come be the quarterback for the washington football team he's got uh, look a beat up defense for the washington football team that cam gets gets to face even though cam probably has only had time to learn eight plays those are going to be the most as long as they all go to christian mccaffrey it it won't matter they'll be fine it doesn't matter if they have a a quarterback (laughs) who's been with them all season playing that was always going to be the game plan like christian (laughs) it's just it should be it's like did you ever play like tech mobile like where you have like the four plays you can pick like bo jackson yeah exactly like Three of them are Christian McCaffrey. The other one is a, a quarterback draw with Cam Newton. Like, Cam Newton has an easy, easy... A 20-yard overthrown deep shot to DJ yeah. Moore. And the best defender on the Washington football team is out. He tore his ACL, unfortunately, for Chase Young. He's gone. So, a little bit less pressure now on Cam Newton. You're going to see the mobility. He's a mobile quarterback. We know that. Even when you know they're in the red zone goal line, it's not always just a given that Christian McCaffrey's going to get those points. Cam Newton is a weapon in and of himself. So I like him in this matchup. I don't think that the Washington football team is good enough to just absolutely blow out a good Carolina defense. So I think they're going to be in a neutral or positive game script. So I like this game. I like this game for Cam. Welcome back into relevance. And please score many points on the one team I have you on. I'm very curious to see what we get from Cam Newton. Um, I think... He's not going to take many chances. He's going to be very conservative. But one, the one thing that concerns me as a Christian McCaffrey owner is the goal line. And if Cam does not get those, if those do go to Christian, then I think Cam could have a single-digit fantasy day. He's got to get 
he has got to get at least one of those inside the five touchdowns to save his day. But against Washington, I think you're right. I think the game script will allow him to pass for around 200 yards, run for 40, and if he if he gets one of those QB sneak touchdowns, then you know he's going to be in that 18 to 22 point range that he's lived in for a long time. Yeah, I see a lot of screens. Who's your quarterback yeah. for Week 11, Travis? Sticking with the Alabama quarterbacks that we have been hot on tonight, Tua yeah. Alabama. Projected mm-hmm. 19.1. I feel like I am becoming, Dustin, I feel like I'm becoming a Dolphins fan as well. Uh, oh, they're gosh. so easy. They're so easy to like. It's like every weapon that they have, whether it's Waddle, Gesicki, Tua, I like rooting for them. I want them to do well. They make splash plays. They're incredible athletes. This is a really good matchup versus the Jets. I think the Dolphins score 30 points this week, Ooh, which would mean that, I, that Tua goes about 24 to 25. Okay. All right. Hey, you know what? You know what? I like a little uh, sriracha on my hot dog every once in a while. You make it spicy, I'm going to take it. Okay? I like it. I like what you're putting down. Right. Tua Alabama going off against the Jets. It's not, not so hard to see, but I like it. I like it. You know what? Let's keep rolling on your side then. Give me your running back now. Give me your running back. Michael Carter, projected 12.38. We're staying in the same game. All right. We're staying in the same game. And here's the thing with Michael Carter. After after picking Tua and saying that the Dolphins scored 30 this week, that would mean that Michael Carter, coming from behind, will have plenty of screen work. And I feel like he's almost touchdown. um, I mean, not touchdown. He's game script proof. At this point in the year, it feels like he's going to get... He's averaging 15 touches. So whether they're up or down, he's getting the rock. He's coming off of a 16-point outing versus the Bills. He's also averaging 15.74 fantasy points over the last five weeks, which is good for RB10 overall in that span. Which is... I feel like that's being under-talked about. Probably. Um I think the people that follow fantasy really closely are appreciating Michael Carter, but those that are a little bit more casual don't understand what he's been doing, especially in half-point PPR. He looks great when he gets the ball. He is getting it a lot, and I do like the Miami defense, but I think Carter is is going to have a really good day. Fire him up. I think 15 to, to, 15 to 20 points is, is going to be where Carter ends up. All right. All right. Makes sense. Um, yeah, you know what? This is such a funny, we didn't obviously plan our, our players out, but the last couple of players that, you know, you've, you've said are all in one game. My (laughs) running back pick of the week is Miles Gaskin against the New York Jets. (laughs) Um, tell me how this all works. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me paint you a picture and it's a paint by numbers. Since, since we know exactly what's going to happen in this game, apparently. Right. We're either going to be really right or we are going to be dead, dead wrong. Yeah. Uh, I love it. We're, gonna, we're, I'm gonna, we're gonna both going to be texting each other like, what is going on in this New York, New York Miami? Come on, Miami. Come on, uh, Carter. Come on, Miles. I like Miles Gaston in this game for a few reasons. The first reason being that the New York Jets versus the running back are dead, 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 dead last. Um, and Miles Gaston has been getting volume lately. Um, you know, the last four games for Miles Gaston, he's had. Uh, 15 rushes, 12 rushes, 20 rushes, 14 rushes. Um, he hasn't had a bunch of touchdowns. He's only had one rushing touchdown um, and one receiving touchdown. But 
He's also had each game, you know, four targets, four targets, six targets. Um, and he's catching them. You know, he's, he's getting some yards. Uh, against the Jets, look, I don't think either of these teams are going to struggle to score in this game. It's not an argument that the offenses are bad. It's that the defenses aren't good. Um, the, the Miami Dolphins did put up a good fight against the, uh, or against in their last matchup against the Baltimore Ravens, and they won. So maybe that's my hesitancy here, but I think Miles Gaskin, I think the Dolphins could get up in this game, and Miles Gaskin going to have some some red zone opportunities. Like I said, Jets aren't stopping anyone. Yeah. Miles Gaskin makes just makes sense to me, and I think it's funny. This might be a sneaky, sneaky, like crappy teams but high scoring game, um, and it's a divisional game, so um, we'll see. It's it's in New York. Um, and it's not going to be pretty weather either. So, um, really excited to see this one. Miles Gaskin, maybe a little bit of a revival here. Yeah, I watched a lot of the Dolphins game last week, and he had so many chances to punch it in. I think he actually did get a touchdown that was called back for holding, but they have no okay. issue giving him the ball in the red zone. So, I think that's a safe. Gaskin should be a safe yeah. bet to find the end zone after not getting in last week. Um, I will continue this. Yes, sir. Big pick of the week. All right. What? Which Jets or Miami wide receiver <laughs> do you have as your wide receiver pick of the week? I'm gonna actually have to change it up because as much as I would love to pick oh. somebody in that game, Adam Thielen deserves our attention this week. Projected 12.1. Yeah. Which Jair Alexander on IR, I think. It's pretty safe to say that Justin Jefferson will be getting the number one there. So, essentially, Thielen is getting the third best cornerback in Green Bay, and he's too good of a receiver. He's too refined in what he does to let that slow him down. I think... um, He's like a surgeon. I think in the Dome... That's one thing that I was looking at uh, from a broader perspective this week was if I'm picking pass catchers or quarterbacks um, for my lineups... As the weather starts to get colder, I am looking for somebody indoors to that's something that would sway me one way or the other big time. Even even like a projected four or five point difference. If you're looking at Yahoo or ESPN or Sleeper and you need a, a flyer quarterback or, or receiver, I'm going with somebody that's indoors. That's usually the route that I'm gonna go. So Adam Thielen at home it, I like versus that. Green Bay. He's had some big games versus Green Bay. Last year, he had a 31-point outing versus the Packers. Um, He had a bad outing, too. But just to show that he can go over 30 against his team, game plan-wise, I don't think that Thielen's ever going to be out of it. I'm guessing around six grabs, 80 yards, and a touchdown for Thielen, 17 points and a half-point PPR. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that a lot. Oh man, you know I Thielen. You just you watch him, and he's just so good. He's a favorite of Kirk Cousins. I I don't I don't see that being a, a bad pick at all. And I would tell you if I thought it was. My wide receiver pick of the week is Devonta Smith, playing for the Philadelphia Eagles this week, as he does every week. But they are playing a very weak passing defense in the New Orleans Saints. They are ranked 28th against fantasy wide receivers. And uh, Devonta Smith has been having himself a bit of a tiny 
tiny, tiny, tiny good season as a rookie. Um, I like his volume. You know, he does. Obviously, this isn't a high volume pass um, offense, but the last couple of weeks he's had six targets and um, against the Chargers, he went for over 100 yards and a touchdown. Last week, he had two touchdowns. And I don't see New Orleans posing any more of a threat than those two. If anything, those two were pretty solid defenses against the wide receiver, and he was able to find opportunities and score. I think that uh, given what we have to go off of, I think Devonta Smith is going to find success. He's becoming a favorite target, obviously. And this is another opportunity to have, you know, another 100-yard game and a touchdown. I like him here. Um, I don't think you kind of have to to search for um, a deeper meaning for that. I think you can still feel comfortable with him. And going forward, Devonta Smith's got a really, really nice schedule. Yep. So fire him up. This is going to be a nice matchup. Enjoy him in your lineup. He's really perplexing to me right now, Devonta Smith, because we were talking earlier today. I was trying to pull a trade off to move Damian Harris and Renfro sell high for a big name receiver and Devonte Smith was one I was really looking at. So I did my homework on him and I think I'm leaning to he's a buy right now because of the schedule coming. But the problem is you can if you buy him you're probably paying a high price based off of his last 2 weeks. And I think after Marshawn Lattimore this weekend there's a chance that his price is a little bit cheaper. Okay. I want him to do well. I do have him in one league, and he's been really, really good. It scares me a little bit because it's hard for a rookie receiver to have three huge games in a row, especially against a cornerback like yeah. that. But if anybody can do that, he has shown just over the last two weeks why there was so much hype about him. The dude is going to be around for a long time. Yeah, he's very good. So I think he's still a buy, even if you're paying a fair or a little bit more than you would next week. If he does go off against New Orleans, not, not even go off. If he, give, if he goes for 14 or 15 against New Orleans, you're not going to be able to buy him because that's three straight and the schedule coming up, people are going to finally pay attention to after this week. So I think this is your last chance to get Devontae Smith. I agree. This could, yeah, he could um, have a nice game. But if, you are, if you're loaded at receiver... He's one that I would be okay moving because his price is so good right yeah, now. You can get so some value. It depends on where you're at. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what do we got left? We got some tight ends to talk about. As usual, we save those for last. I love both of these guys. How about you talk about mine oh. and then I'll talk about yours? Sure. Well, let's do that. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, fine. Travis's tight end pick of the week is none other than Pat. The Friar Muth. And I look, I'm a big fan of him as well. Uh, good pick for you. The Chargers giving up the fourth most fantasy points to the tight end on the season. Um, wow, they're seventh in the league at tight end targets over the last five games are the 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 Pittsburgh Steelers. And looking at the dude, if you watch the dude play, he's super athletic and refined as a route runner, which is so, so fun. Uh Jeez, he's averaging over 11 points per game over the last month. And, wow, double his projection? You think he's going to double his projection based on his average? All right. I can't believe his projection is six points. 
He's been so much better than that for over a month now. I think it's I think people want it to be higher, but they have also seen Ben Roethlisberger play quarterback in the last year, so they're like, yeah, no, we're out, dude. The volume is the volume covers for how weak Ben's arm is. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, what are I mean, are those just the reasons that you like him, um, or is there something else that we're not seeing here with the Muth? Yeah, I mean, the volume, his athletic ability, his clear cut role in that offense, I think. He is, to me, he's in every week top tight end right now. To say this guy's a top 10 tight end, they basically just need to catch a touchdown that week. But I think he, he's the type of guy that will be in the top 10 with or without a touchdown just because of his volume. He's, he's as safe as a non-top four or five, like every week Kelsey Waller type guy. He's in that next tier for me right now until something changes. Okay. And then Cole Komet is your tight end. Looking at Cole Komet coming off of a 5, a 6, a 6, and an 8 in the target category. He's gone over 40 yards in three of the last four. 87 mm, yards in the spicy. last game. A little bit of garbage time there. Um, but what we saw with Justin Fields is that he is getting more and more comfortable by the week. I think Chicago is not the only city that's very excited for what this guy is going to grow yeah. into. All of us who watched him on QB1 on Netflix and knew it when he was like 13, we're rooting for the kid as well. Um, I think it's important, something that I, just digging a little deeper on Komet, he's coming off of a bye week. And I think that that Mm -hmm. always is going to be a big thing for a rookie quarterback, for a struggling offense. They're going to plan so hard for 10 days for this matchup to get this thing back on track after what they saw versus Pittsburgh. And Baltimore has given up the fifth most points to tight ends on the season. So I think this script is is perfect for Cole Komet. Allen Robinson with a hamstring injury right now, we don't know that he's going to go. If he does not go, Cole Komet is going to have a really nice week. I actually picked him up and plugged him in two lineups myself. So put the money where the mouth is. Cole Komet, nice start of the week, Dustin. All right, I like it. Thank you for the support, man. You brought up an interesting name, and I have to have a I, I have to ask a question off that. Um, because we're you know, we're kinda into that, that area of the season where deep shots are some some people that you kinda have to take. You know, maybe guys are on by, guys are injured. You you're kinda having to dig deeper on your your lineup. With Allen Robinson having that hammy injury, is Darnell Mooney someone you're looking to bring onto your lineup? Absolutely. He is my deep shot of the week. Which for us, that's going to be somebody that's off the radar. You think you can help? You know, we're trying to help somebody in a very deeply. We saw on Twitter that people were a little bit fed up with analysts saying that AJ Dillon was the waiver wire out of the week. We get it. We know that. Yeah, he's probably obvious. rostered in any normal league. So, outside of the obvious, somebody that's ranked, I think Darnell Mooney's um, in most rankings is outside the top forty. So that will change when the news of Allen Robinson being very limited this week will probably be announced tomorrow. At least I'm hoping so for Mooney's sake. Mooney and Fields, regardless of Robinson's health, they have shown a serious connection and like a comfort level with each other. Yeah. Baltimore has given up a lot of deep balls this year. They're number eight in the NFL in yards per attempt given up. And again, just to go back to Fields versus Pittsburgh, looked really comfortable. Yeah, he looked a lot better. He was smiling. He was balling out, and now they're coming off the bye. 
this is a great opportunity for Mooney to be the number one in Chicago this weekend. And I think he can help you out as a high-end wide receiver three with a big upside week. I like it. I like it. Darnell, oh God, I, I, I just want someone on that Bears offense to just take off. Um, yeah. Again, I think we're, we, we were getting stuck on a few games because I think uh, we're finding some sticky games because my deep dart throw uh, for the week is Rashad Bateman. And I know, <laughs> okay. surprise, surprise, uh, I'm a Bateman fan, but he gets my Chicago Bears who, if you set the, so- the, the name aside, they are a struggling defense who is 28th in the league against in fantasy points to the receiver. And Rashad Bateman happens to play that position. They also are dealing with an injured Marquise Hollywood Brown. He's got a thigh injury. Don't know how effective he'll be if he plays. And uh, especially if he's going to be that number one target, uh, even if he's number two against this, this kind of uh, reeling Chicago Bears defense, I think he's going to be effective. And I think this is the, the week he gets a touchdown. So um, being ranked, you know, mid to low 30s in a, in a lot of leagues, um, I think I think he's someone that you can plug in that I think you can feel good, good about if, you know, your normal everyday starters aren't, for whatever reason, Rashad Bateman. Hollywood Brown missing back-to-back practices yesterday and today too. Yeah. So we could we could see... Rashad Bateman come in and, and be a factor. I think that's likely. Twitter might blow up if he goes off. I hope so. The dude's so good. I know you hate him. I know you. <laughs> he's got a lot of. Him. He's got a lot of fans out here before doing anything in the league. Yeah, I mean, you gotta start somewhere. He's got more fans on Twitter <laughs> in the fantasy community than Devontae Smith. It's absurd. I don't know about that, but but Rashad Bateman is good. I'm a Bateman truther. I am. Like. Okay. I'm hundred. What about the other rookies that are absolutely dominating right now? Ah, Rashad Bateman's played four games. Hunter Renfro is better than Bateman. All right, moving on. Does it bounce? Bounce, 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 bounce. I'm about to bounce back. Bounce, bounce back. I'm about to bounce back. Are we about to bounce? Let's bounce. I will jump right into my. I'm going to go back to back bounce candidates here. Yeah. This was almost my start of the week, so it made it really easy for me. Russell Wilson, with no run game to be found, Carson will not play. I really think Carson is done for the year. I think he might be done. Bro. If he does not play, oh, he might be done forever, yeah, but, but just speaking this year, if he does not play this week, I think by NFL rules, he's out. Yeah. So he has not practiced. Tomorrow is Friday. You will listen to this show on Friday. It's not looking good for Carson. Alex Collins also did not practice today. Hmm. I don't know what they're going to do at running back. I think that's going to lead a lot to Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. Yeah. Um, he looked a little rusty in his first game back, but it was also the start of Green Bay weather outdoors at Lambeau. That's a really tough place to win. They, they have a lot of history. <laughs> he and... Uh, Seahawks in Green Bay over the last five years have had some awesome just duke it out matchups, high scoring, low scoring, whatever that the was case not is. One of them. <laughs> it was not, but everybody seems to have a pretty good day when they play the Arizona Cardinals right now. There's been a lot of of strong performances. I can't get it can't get much worse for Russell, so I think it's a safe to say he's bounce he's a bounce back candidate. But 
I think he does that to the tune of over 20 points. I think he, uh, I don't think he worries owners at all this week. I like the take. I like the, uh, I like the bravado there. Um, so good on you. Good on you, Travis. Should I go ahead to the second bounce back or do you want to alternate these? Oh, so, you know, hit me with your second. Hit me with your second. Let's run through them and I'll run through mine. All right, good. I got a lot of wind left in my lungs to get out here. Good. Part two of Does It Bounce for Travis is going to be the Bucks wide receivers. That seems pretty simple, given that they were pretty quiet last week. Yep. Neither were inside of the top 12. Uh, they are too good to do this again. Brady's too good to do this again. I think Godwin and Evans both finish inside of the top 12 this week. Okay. I My theme for this for this show so far tonight has been giving you a little bit of predicted actual stat line, but also if I'm going to make them a bounce-back candidate or a start of the week, I want to give you a, a ballpark realistic, a little bit bolder, but where do, you, where do I actually think they could finish up? And I think both of those two guys, with Antonio still out, have a bounce-back chance to be inside the top 12 together, which would be really fun to see. All right. I like that. Uh, I mean, obviously, Antonio not playing uh, means good things for Godwin and and uh, Mike Evans. So, yep, that'll be fun. That uh, goodness, have you? I'm sure you've seen the the story with Antonio Brown. I just hope that doesn't turn into another. Here he goes. He's he's lo- he's lost himself again, and Dustin's team crumbles even more. <laughs> The uh, the source of that was really weird. Yeah, the, like the the old team chef. His private, sh- the private chef. I mean, certainly they must have gotten into it over something. And he said, "All right, right I'm outing He's you." Like, you know what? The only thing I'm serving and... up from here is lies. But didn't the Tampa Bay, uh, didn't the Bucks put out a statement after that saying everybody's vaccine card is real? Yeah, we've looked into this matter. You have nothing to worry about. Yeah. The- I mean, every what I saw from it was that everyone around the team was like, "Yeah, no, this dude's just trying to get paid." So, okay, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, uh, there's nothing. To I'm not worried this. about it. So, good pick though. You can always rely. They can't make a huge deal about that after what happened with Rodgers. He kind of yeah. set the precedent. Yeah, for sure. You can't you can't crucify Antonio Brown after letting Rodgers do no. what he did. You shouldn't. Um. All right. So, Bucks wide receivers are safe. My bounce back candidate is Darren Waller against the Bengals. He please God he put up a dud against the Kansas City Chiefs. Seven targets, four receptions for just twenty four yards. Dropped that touchdown, or he had a touchdown that was called back. Um, yeah, it hurt. I don't think you're gonna see that this week. Uh, all the metrics tell you that Cincinnati's a good defense, but I've seen them lose to the Jets. I've seen the Raiders play good football at times. I think this is going to be one of those times. It is actually in Las Vegas, so I'm hoping that that means Darren Waller has a little bit more comfortability. I think Derek Carr is going to find him in this game. You're going to see that, you know, 8 to 10 targets, and you're going to see him have his normal workload, get in the end zone, be comfortable with Darren Waller again. He's my bounce back. You're going to be fine, fine, just fine. And then my second bounce back of the week, Lenny Fournette against the Giants. I mean, wherever Lenny goes, success follows. And I'm all about this Monday night game. It's got some star-studded names. You brought the wide receivers. It also has a terrible against the run 
defense for the Giants. They stink against the running back position. And Lenny doesn't need a ton of volume to be effective. I mean, the last two games total combined, he's had 19 rushes, but he's also had 14 targets, which you love to see. I think he gets in the end zone in this one. I think uh, he's going to have, uh, honestly, I don't, I don't see the Giants being able to stick around um, very much in this game. It's in Tampa. Tom Brady and that team going to be ready to come out swinging after two straight losses, which is just uncharacteristic of this team after rattling off four straight wins. So I think Lenny gets the ball rolling. He's going to be part of that consistency and, you know, get him 15 carries, get him roughly 75 yards and a touchdown. You're going to be fine on that team that just wants to get right back on the right side of the win column. Fire up your Lenny shares. Heavy hitters. Since my favorite team is in this game, I'll lead us off here. Gross. Green Bay is... Top five against the run over the last three weeks. Do you think Dalvin shakes that up a bit? I would be shocked if he didn't have a good game. It's Dalvin. And I mean, the dude's just a monster. Here's the thing, though. With Alexander out for Green Bay and the level of skill between Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, they don't necessarily need Dalvin to set the tone and, and dominate this game at home. Inside, I feel like, um, I don't know necessarily that it'll be a game script to where they're coming from behind the whole game. I think it'll be a pretty close game throughout. They usually are with them. But I I don't know that they need 20-plus touches from Dalvin in this one unless they do get up. But obviously, you're starting him. You're starting everybody on that team. Um, I don't I don't trust Kirk over some other really good options, but... With weapons like that at home, again, I feel like it's 15 to 20 points is going to be safe for Kirk Cousins. It has been for years now at home. This is a game, one of the games this weekend, I think, will be a real shootout. Minnesota, one of the worst in the league versus the run. Here's my question before moving on from the Packers-Vikings. Actually, two questions. Part one, do you think Green Bay or Minnesota wins this? I think Green Bay wins this game. Okay, I agree. Does A.J. Dillon go over or under 15 fantasy points i think he goes over all right so Um, big day you're talking you're talking top top eight to ten running back on the week for sure he's going to be top five wow all right yeah dylan i think people don't realize just how rounded of a skill set this guy has they don't i don't either i'm about to find out dude has nice hands and you're about to see what a boulder does when it gets bowling. <laughs> like, on a field. You can't tackle yeah. the dude. Yeah, it just get him out there on the wings when cornerbacks have to tackle this mountain. And have you ever seen a boulder rolling how... on a flat surface? Oh, yeah. It's, that's honestly one of my hobbies. It's incredible to watch. Just... <laughs> yeah, the, the flat surface is nothing to stop it. It just rolls. Yeah, uh, that, that's actually on our other... Um, that's actually on our other podcast, the Rolling Stones podcast. So um, check it out. Um, Spotify and um, Apple Podcast. Go ahead and check it out. Um, but that's, yeah, Dylan's going to have a good week. All right, over 15 points for Dylan. Green Bay wins. You're starting everybody in this game. Colts versus Bills. Talk to me about it. Um, this is going to be, just looking at some of the factors surrounding this game, 
it's two contrasting styles of football, and I love it. Um, the Colts want to run the ball. The, the Bills obviously don't run the ball. They just love throwing the ball. The Colts have been improving against the wide receiver, um, but they're, they're really good against the run. Um, the Bills' defense, obviously it's tough. It's mid-November. It's Buffalo, New York. The forecast is calling for rain, and it's going to be a high of low to mid-40s. So the game script is kind of telling you run the ball. Um, Carson Wentz doesn't fare well throwing a, throw, a wet ball. So I, I envision a lot of Jonathan Taylor in this game, a lot of game control, um, trying to keep the ball out of the hands of the Bills. I think that if the Colts are successful in that, I think that the Bills offense may struggle. Um, I think that should be the game plan. You're starting Stephon Diggs. You're starting Josh Allen, obviously. You know, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, you're starting them. Uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders could be someone in this game. Uh, I think they're going to take shots. So he could. Beasley's still banged up. So I think that's a good call. And I just, I don't think this is going to be like a blowout. I don't think you're going to see that from, from this game. Um, but I, I do think that you could have some, some nice. Um, so nice production, especially after what we saw from Stefan Diggs. I think Stefan Diggs follows that up with a decent performance, but um I, I don't I'm not envisioning, you know, like a forty five to thirty game um in this one. I think it's gonna be relatively uh average and Yeah, the Colt Colts D is underrated. They're really good. Yeah, they've been they've been improving lately. Um but I think the matchup that will decide everything else in this game mm-hmm. is can they lean on Jonathan Taylor? Sure. Does Buffalo absolutely just pack the box like crazy and make Carson Wentz beat them? Yeah. Leaving Tredavious White out there on an island with Pittman and just throw eight or nine guys in there and say, this dude's not beating us and see what happens. Uh, a sneaky a sneaky start, which isn't so sneaky because he's had a really good season, is Dawson Knox because the third worst team in the league against the tight end happens to be the Indianapolis. Wow. Team. Um, I like that. So, if you've got Dawson Knox, you can still feel good about him. Um, he's a weapon that, you know, obviously the the whole, you know, team isn't built around. Um, and actually, looking through uh some of the the stats, the Colts actually happen to be um second worst, uh second worst team against the fantasy wide receiver lately. So, um, Diggs maybe 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 Diggs does have a a big game, but they are good against the run. So if you're struggling on third down, you know, wet ball and all that, it, we'll see. Um, like I said, I think the, the Colts defense comes to play in this one, though. So I like it. Um, yeah, you'll be fine starting your, your studs in this game. Dawson Knox, a sneaky, sneaky start in that one. Our third game we're going to break down is the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Travis, Tyler a little bit banged up. You brought up the running backs earlier. How are we feeling about the Seahawks passing game in the second game back for Russell Wilson off of that middle finger injury? I think the Seahawks win this one pretty easy. We're going Really? Yeah, I think the Cardinals are going to try to control it, run James Conner, but I don't think we see Kyler Murray this weekend with the bye week next oh, wow. the bye week next week. There's just I don't see them doing it. I think they wait give him an additional 10 to 14 days, come back from the bye week healthy and ready to make another run. 
that is what starting out so hot has allowed them to do. And I think that that would be the smart route. I think they're going to do that. So it should be Colt McCoy. If not, it'll be a third string guy. And I think the Seahawks control this one um, on the arm of Russell Wilson. James Conner, you're going to start just volume alone. I'm not starting. Uh, Hopkins may not even go. So if he does, it's hard to sit somebody like that. I would be okay if it's not Kyler Murray or Colt McCoy to even sit Hopkins. If, if Kyler is playing, what do you think the chances look like for the Cardinals and the weapons that they have in that game? Are you okay starting A.J. Green? Are you okay? Are, are you taking a flyer on a Christian Kirk or a Rondale Moore? Um, yeah, if Kyler says I'm good to go, then I'm playing everybody. Okay. Then I think a rising tide will lift all ships there. He's that wow, good of a player. That's wise. If he goes, Hopkins says I'm in too. Divisional game, let's suit up and get it done. If Kyler says, if, if they tell Kyler, it's not going to be his decision. So if, if they say you're not going, I'm staying away from everybody but Connor. I think I think Kyler does play in this game. It's a divisional game. You can't really afford to lose these. Um, I think I think Kyler does come back in this one. I th- I think you bring up a funny point where it's like if Kyler doesn't play, DeAndre's like, nah, I'm not playing with another backup quarterback. Uh, had enough of that in my career. So that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, well, I th- I think I think just mindset wise, if they're gonna let Kyler go, then sure. they'll figure out a way to get Hopkins going too. Yeah. But if they say we're not going to roll Kyler out there. They're pretty much saying we're okay if we do lose this game. Let's not risk Hopkins getting worse right before a bye week either. If DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play in this game, do you think he's a trade target moving forward? Uh, yes, we do have a segment on that coming you, up. You just kind of killed the transition there, Travis. You just kind of killed it. <laughs> that was a smooth transition. I know, like, wow, look at goal. this nice throw. It'd be a shame <laughs> if I dropped an asteroid on it. Don't mention that yet. We're going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Yes, absolutely. Don't DeAndre you Hopkins, dare cut this you, out of the show. <laughs> I want you I all to hear how perfect that transition could have been. It's like, all right, yeah, if you have, do you have some words you want to say on DeAndre Hopkins? No, no, that's not in this segment. That'll be in the next segment, the one right after this, the one if you scroll down if, on the show sheet, Travis, it's right there. You will wait your turn. We were 15 seconds away. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins, if you have a record that you feel comfortable with for being in the playoffs if you're if you're already confident the last chance to grab this guy I have two guys for you the first would be DeAndre Hopkins after this week people are going to say I'll wait out the bye week and then they'll be healthy and I'll get him going but if he if he's on a team and he likely is that is struggling and they're right in the middle of the playoff race that five or six seed or maybe the seven seed and you are the, the three or four, maybe the two, you can afford to, to not have Hopkins for the next two weeks, go get him. He and Kyler Murray have a lot of great football left. Try to grab DeAndre Hopkins while you can. So the question becomes, who would I trade, who would I trade away to try to get DeAndre Hopkins? And so what you're going to need to do is sell the hot guys whose value is very high right now. That is a couple guys we've already talked about tonight. Devontae Smith, I would rather have Hopkins down the playoff stretch, down the end of the season, than Devontae Smith. I know the Eagles have a great schedule, but Hopkins is a proven superstar. 
he starts the game with 15 points. You just know you're getting that out of DeAndre Hopkins when Kyler's healthy. So I would prefer Hopkins to Devontae Smith. I think he's hot enough right now to sell and get a return like Hopkins. Pittman and Hollywood Brown are two other guys that I think are inside the top 12 that Pittman has. Pittman's schedule is nowhere near as good as Devontae Smith, but he's been really hot and people are really wanting to get him right now. So I would be fine moving Pittman. I would be fine moving Hollywood Brown as Bateman starts to come on. um, I think I don't think that Hollywood falls off, but I don't think his value stays wide receiver one. So even if he slides to 15 to 20, right, I would prefer Hopkins to that all day. So pair somebody with Hollywood, Devontae Smith, or Pittman, make an offer for Hopkins, wait it out. It'll be worth it if you can. Number two, James Robinson from Jacksonville. Currently, over the last five weeks, RB 26 in half-point PPR. He's way better than that. He, he has shown that over the first half of the season before, well, first five games of the year, he was in our, a true RB1. And his playoff schedule, Houston and the Jets in the first two rounds of the playoffs, that is beautiful. So grab James Robinson if you can. I think this will be your last chance to do so. Wow, okay. Uh, good advice. James Robinson's been... Um... A focal point of that offense, and with Houston and New York Jets coming up, that's nice. Um, my picks. Uh, the first one I got here, uh, Jalen Waddle. Uh, especially in a PPR league, this dude has one of the easiest schedules for a wide receiver coming up, and he has been peppered with targets. Miami has the number one easiest schedule for a wide receiver coming up for the rest of the season. They get the Jets twice. They get the Jaguars. Um, that's, that's just, that's so, that's so nice to see, especially heading into the, the fancy playoffs. That's, that's exactly what you want to see. So yeah, that's, I, I could really just leave it there. Um, but the last three games alone, he's had 27 targets. Um, you love to see that. Um, the, if you back that up to five games. I bet he's top three in the league. Yeah, probably. Because he's got 27, but before that, he had an eight and a 13. Yeah, he's got close to 50 targets in the last so five. I would say I would say over the last five weeks, he's probably the most targeted or top three targeted receiver. Great pick. Jalen Waddle is going to be on a lot of, of uh, championship rosters. You know, this next guy I want to bring up as well. Um but there's, I just found another guy that's kind of intriguing. So Amari Cooper, I think this is your last shot to, to grab um, Amari Cooper because the – I don't need to – Is that how they spell Michael Gallup now? Uh, it looks a lot oh like man, Amari Cooper. You have to shave your leg. Or are you just getting your razor? Are you getting your razor ready? Well, let me tell you, because uh, Dallas has the fourth easiest schedule for the wide receiver, Travis. and So Gallup's a lock to get in that top 12. Gall- Gallup will be a wide receiver one one of these uh, no, he yes, will he will. Yes, he will. Oh, I cannot wait. It's just you're running out of weeks. It just takes. Look, I just have to wait for the entire season. Like we've got how many? We've got more. We got about what half the season? It's week eleven. We got eight more games. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'll happen. This is this is true. It'll happen. Back to Amari Cooper. Yeah, back to Amari Cooper. Um, Dallas has the fourth easiest schedule. Um, but Amari Cooper, look. At this point, we know Amari Cooper's good. 
okay? I, I shouldn't have to sit here and tell you that Amari Cooper hasn't been great lately. Like, he hasn't been, like, a, a wide receiver one lately. But the the guy, I mean, sure, the, the last two games combined, he's at 88 yards, he's at nine targets. It's not what you love to see. But he's got Kansas City coming up. He's got the Raiders coming up. He's got the New Orleans Saints coming up. Okay? Kansas City can't stop a nosebleed through the air. Uh, not against his high-powered offense. The Las Vegas Raiders just got gashed by the Kansas City Chiefs. And New Orleans, don't even get me started about them. Who are you going to cover? Eat C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper. Uh, each answer is wrong. So, Amari Cooper, again. I can't wait for this game. That's going to be on Sunday. such a fun game. I know you love that game. I know you're, you've got your C.D. Lamb jersey. I don't know what jersey you're going to wear. but <laughs> I know. Um, that, that's just. Gonna it's going to be a tough a decision fun. living here in Dallas. I don't think I can wear the Mahomes no, they'll, jersey. They'll find you. They'll kick you out. But that's going to be a, a yeah. just an electric. I hope it's going to be an electric. For the sake of football fans, I hope it's an electric um, an electric game. Amari Cooper could probably be had cheap right now. But this last one, I won't go super in-depth. David Montgomery um, has a very favorable schedule coming up for the running back position. He's got... He's got a, again, late-season run. They've got the third easiest schedule for the running back position. And David Montgomery in a confident um, week-over-week, Justin Fields, I think he could be a guy you could get cheap, and he could be that factor. He hasn't had a blow-up game yet since coming back from the injury. Yeah. He was that this, factor last year. You know, He got really hot. Maybe you're, you're unsure about the running back you have. You know, maybe... Who knows? Maybe you can you can get him for. Uh, I'm not even gonna throw out names because it depends. But if you have questions about maybe you should trade X, Y, or Z for David Montgomery, send those questions to us at Losing Sucks at on Twitter, and I'll be happy to walk you through some things that you can do because it's all gonna be roster dependent. That's what we're here to do. David Montgomery's the third and extra name that I'll bring up. On to the would you rather question of the week, Travis. I want to I want to I want to bring something up about David Montgomery that I'm sure you know as a Bears fan and a fantasy analyst. Do you know the David Montgomery when he was in college, the comparisons <laughs> for each area of oh, his Oh yeah, game he had the that he had of Le'Veon Bell, he had the like the I I will oh, read them goodness. to you. So that we so All that we're accurate, are accurate here with our way. information. David Montgomery's comparisons to current NFL players at the time: feet of Saquon Barkley, vision of Le'Veon Bell, strength of Zeke Elliott, and athleticism of Sonny Michelle, who at the time was balling out in New England. So he's basically, as the kids say, Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man if that were true uh we'd win a lot more games <laughs> um however he will be he has the potential to be uh, a thanos for your fantasy team that's a great last chance to buy wrapping up the player section of the show we will finish this off with two would you rather yep. tonight do it Dustin, would you rather experience life in slow motion or fast forward? But you can only pick one. Slow motion. Like really um, slow. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know, man. That's that's actually a really interesting question because I I still think slow motion. I mean, you more time to to appreciate things. I guess. I mean, yeah, it'd be frustrating, but like, I think that I think being I think being <laughs> frustrated so is better than regretting things. So it's like I go I go slow motion. True. Okay. My question about that one is. Do you know that you're living in well, slow I mean, motion if or we're fast talking forward? about Like do you have the same brain that you have now and you know that the spoon from your bowl getting to your mouth is taking forever or is it does it seem normal is the question Well you're you're getting into some theory of relativity stuff right now Yeah. um so I my response in a physical um phenomenon sense to you would be then it wouldn't matter because there is no slow or fast motion. There's just motion because it's all oh, relative. That, see, that's the answer I was looking for. That's why I come to you with these life-changing questions. Of course. Of course. This one, is very, this one is very applicable to you as a dog owner. Okay. I do not have a dog, but I know that you love yours. I... How many mosquito bites every single day would you withstand to be able to keep your dog? In other words, at what point, how many bites per day would you give in and say, my dog can leave forever and I will never get another dog? Oh, gosh. It's, that's, I could with, Like if, if there were two mosquitoes in your house and every day when you woke up, they got you and you scratched them every single day. Yeah, I'd do that. I'd do that. Easy. Okay, 20. Uh, yeah, I would. <laughs> 20 mosquito bites every single day that you're yeah, scratching. Yeah, I mean, I would. I would. I, I love my dog. Okay, so what is your number it, is the question. Yeah, you'd have How to many? Talk like close to like more than 100. Like. Really? Yeah. Gosh, I wish your dog could mm. speak English and understand what you're telling him that you uh, would do for first him. First of all, her name is Maisie. Um, but yeah, she, yeah. do you think Maisie I speaks think she English? Understands. She does. Uh, she, she knows some words. Okay. Um, good. But yeah, no, that, well, you should explain to her tonight that after, at the end of the show, you told everybody that you would get bit by 100 mosquitoes yeah. every day. What it's about. And scratch them just to be able to keep her while you're scratching yeah, them. That's love right there, man. That's love. Great show. Good show, man. Great show. Good show. That's going to do it, man. What a good question. What a good show. This is going to make for some solid entertainment. As always, I'm Dustin. That's Travis. Make sure you are following us on Twitter at Losing Sucks. And if you've got any suggestions, like, leave us a like. Leave us a rating, a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. How can we improve? Good luck out there in week 11 this week, folks. Don't suck. Losing sucks. Don't do it.